Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Let me ask you, where are you getting most stuck in your work in progress? Is it the beginning, the end, or are you getting muddled in the middle? Now, most writers I talk to say they're getting stuck somewhere in their story. Some writers struggle with their beginning, others struggle with their end, others have a great beginning, but don't know where to go from there. And it's so frustrating. Some writers give up when they can't get past the stuck point. So they start something new and get stuck all over again. You may have dozens of unfinished stories on your hard drive because you got stalled a third of the way through all of them. I hear this all the time. Raise your hand if you've spent months, maybe years, spinning your wheels on your story and never finishing. But what if I could give you a three-act framework that could help guide you through the writing process so that you're not getting overwhelmed with your own material and can finish your story faster and better? That's what I'm going to give you today in today's episode. Let's go. Writer Unleashed is for you a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Panuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Most writers I work with get overwhelmed with the scope and the complexity of their own material. And they come to me because they're lost in the mess of their draft and they need structure and direction. Now, whether you're a plotter or pantser, novelist, memoir, or short fiction writer, Your story will have a beginning, middle, and an end. Yes, I'm stating the obvious, but what's less obvious is that each of these three acts has a particular job to do. Now, if you're a fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants type of writer, the framework I'm going to give doesn't straightjacket you. It gives you plenty of room to invent and discover the story within the architecture. There's actually a lot of freedom with form. So 
even if you're an exploratory writer like me, you can still bring intention to that free fall approach. And if you're a plotter, this three-act framework will help you develop and decide what event sequences belong where and how to orchestrate your scenes and chapters. This three-act structure not only helps you navigate your material, it makes the story easy and exciting to read, and it keeps your reader hungry to know what will happen next. Now, what's great about this framework is that you can see it in action in every story you read or every film you watch. So identify this framework in stories you watch and stories you read. I have a free companion worksheet for this framework, so stay to the end to learn how to grab that. Now, before we dive in, let's start with some basics. What is a story? A story is a character pursuing a goal despite obstacles. Let's call this character your hero. Your hero arrives in Act 1 already wanting what she or he wants. That desire will urge your hero through Act 2 despite interference from the outside and despite your hero's biggest fears. By the end of Act 3, your hero will either get what he or she wants or not. Your hero's end goal could be as concrete as getting across the sea alive in a fishing boat during a hurricane. Or it can be as ineffable as surviving the death of a parent. So what is the three-act framework? Well, the three-act framework is a broad overview of your story. It's not an outline. It's the long shot view, and it gives you direction So you're not meandering all over and feeling aimless and lost in your material. It'll help you focus and get your arms around the scope of your material. It's similar to a painter's sketch. So my kid has the artist gene and spends a lot of time drawing. He sketches characters in pencil, and then he fills it in with layers of color and texture to give it life. Now, you'll be filling your three acts in with layers of details and textures and images and colors at every stage of the drafting process. None of this is written in stone. In fact, the scenes and chapters you put in each of your three acts are bound to change. Act one will likely change once you have your act three fully formed. Act two, the longest and most complex, will also go through some hefty evolution. So allow things to shift. Okay, let's break it down. Act one, the beginning. Act one is the first chapter, roughly about 25 pages of your novel or memoir, and roughly the first five pages of your short story. 
Act one sets your story in motion. It tells the reader who and what your story is about. It introduces your main characters, the hero of your story, the co-protagonist or the co-protagonists, and the antagonist or antagonists. And it establishes your story's tone, genre, point of view, time, and place. Act one gets your hero into trouble. You want your hero to face his or her first story problem by the end of act one. This is where life as your hero knows it is about to give way. This is often referred to as the inciting incident. In Revolutionary Road, it's April Wheeler's failed amateur play in a high school auditorium and the hint of her troubled marriage with Frank. In American Gods, it's Shadow's release from prison after just learning his wife and friend have died in a car crash. He's now free on the outside, without a job, without the woman he loves, and without options. Act two, the middle. This is the centerpiece of your story. It is the story. It's longer than act one and act three combined because it has multiple things to accomplish. You've given your hero a big problem at the end of act one. He comes into act two wanting to solve his problem and call it a day, but you're not going to make it easy for him, are you? This is where risks and challenges threatening your hero will escalate as he goes after what he wants, despite antagonists throwing him curveballs. Page after page, the stakes rise, the odds become greater. Your hero will face defeat, opposition, and insurmountable fear. Act two embodies your hero's emotional journey as he or she changes and grows. Your hero is going to be forced to overcome everything he's thought is true about the world and most especially about himself. And it's where your hero's relationships with other characters will be put to the test and deepen. Act two is the emotional reaction to what's happening. It's the story running underneath your plot. Your hero will resist everything he or she needs to do to get the outcome he or she wants. I mean, think about this. We all resist our own transformation. Why? Because it's deeply uncomfortable. We're afraid to make mistakes, we're afraid to fail, and the hero of your story is no different. That's because your hero's greatest fear is that he or she will be exposed for who he or she truly is. At the end of Act 2, your hero's quest to fulfill that desire will reach a fever point. Your hero is standing at the edge of a cliff, 
facing a life and death situation. Your hero is forced to make a choice. Now, by life and death, I'm not talking about physical death, although physical death can certainly be at stake. But death could also be a marriage ending or the demise of a career. In Revolutionary Road, the fever point is when April Wheeler reveals she's pregnant with their third child, which throws the future she wanted in jeopardy. Act two is the hardest to write, not because it's longer, but because it's the most complex. So for now, think about raising the stakes page by page. What does your hero stand to lose? And what hangs in the balance as your hero stands on that precipice making a life or death choice? For April Wheeler, she has to decide if she's going to have her third child and go back to her life as a suburban stay-at-home mom or abort the child so that she can escape the prison of her circumstances and live an adventurous life. Act three, the end. Act three begins as your hero faces his or her final and greatest challenge. This is where your character will fight for his or her life. Now that fight may include swords or guns, or it could be finally telling a lover it's over. It could be a last-ditch effort to save a marriage. The fight could be outward or internal, and the greatest stories have both. Act 3 tells us not only what this journey meant for your hero, but what it meant for us. It tells us that no matter what happens, ultimately, we'll all be okay. That we're all lovable, despite bad choices, despite how flawed we are, despite all that, we're not alone. For April Wheeler, the fight is for the life she wants versus the life she has, and she dies in the process. And here's a tip. Don't get too hung up on your first act if you don't yet know how your story will end. When you know the ending of your story, you can go back to your beginning and middle and make adjustments because everything will be headed in the right direction. Knowing your ending impacts every developmental choice you make in Act 1 and Act 2. That is the beauty of rewriting. This is all about learning what your story is trying to become. Okay, so let's recap. Act one, your beginning. This introduces your main characters and sets your story in motion. This is where life as your character knows it will never be the same. So you want your hero to face his or her first crisis by the end of act one. Act two, your middle is for raising the stakes page by page. Let the balance of power shift here. Sometimes your hero will come closer to getting what he or she wants, but most of the time, your hero will face mounting obstacles. By the end of Act 2, 
your hero will be forced to make a choice. Act three, your ending. This is your hero's last hurrah. This is where he or she gets what she wants or not. Think about this. If your character gets what she wants, what does she have to lose? For example, Anna Karenina gets to be with Vronsky, but she pays a price. She loses custody of her son. And life with Vronsky is not all that. If your character doesn't get what he wants, what's the surprising thing he has to gain? Okay, here's what to do next. Go back to a story you've already read. Now, reread the first chapter or the first five pages if it's a short story. Now, locate where the hero encounters his first problem. Which characters are introduced? And how are they introduced? Now, to help you along with your three-act framework, I have a free companion worksheet to this episode that helps you think about and brainstorm what goes into your first, second, and third act. To grab it, go to nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. It's totally free. I'll link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this three-act framework helps you navigate your story with more clarity and more confidence. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Until then, keep writing, and I'll talk to you soon.